Guys, our next guest is a former UFC and Strikeforce champion who just wants to fight. So today we're going to see if we can find him an opponent together and make that happen. Killer looks, killer question mark kick, and the face of Ralph Lawrence, Polo Blue, Luke Rockhold. Welcome back to Submission Raid. Joining us from Mick Fanning's house after hanging out with Olympic hero Owen Wright. It looks like you guys have had a bit of fun on your Instagram there, Luke. Yeah, we were, we all went for a little surf this morning, and me and Owen drove down to uh, come visit Mick, who just got here to the States. So I went to check out his little spot. His, his boy's grown up nicely, little Xander, so it's nice. Get a little surf, hang with the family. Dude, just speaking on Owen, he's someone that's really captivated the hearts of everybody down here in Australia. Unbelievable story, and for those that don't know about it, because they might not be living in Oz, um, basically overcame a brutal, brutal brain injury to come back and win an Olympic medal at the latest uh, Olympic Games. I mean, when you saw that was happening, what did that mean to you? Because I know to everybody here who didn't even know him, just such a huge and emotional moment for everyone in, this, in the country. Yeah, no, I mean, it's massive. And, and to see him, like, go through the, the paces, and you know, he had to come here before. And he so he's been living at our house for two months before he was living with me uh, really? for two months before leading up to the Olympics. So, you know, obviously with giving it being Japan and how bad the waves were and how big he is, it was just like, it just didn't really feel like a, like a fair shake, him going out there. And it was just like, it was, it was, it was inspiring to watch him work every day as hard as he was, you know, not really giving in to the, to the reality of there probably wasn't going to be any swell. And thankfully a little typhoon came through and they got something to work off and did his damn thing but you know you know it's funny we made fun of him because he got this little like bike from big five like 125 dollars and like he just had his little routine he just stuck to in the backyard and just ripped it every day <laughs> he was served, served as much as he could the shittiest waves out in venice and up and down the you know the southern coast here of cali and uh got the job done man we were we were over the moon, psyched for him. Did you find any extra motivation? I mean, obviously, you're someone who's had some, you know, pretty notable injuries in your career that you've had to overcome, and obviously, you know, him very much being in that same boat. I imagine it was pretty uh, inspiring for you seeing him make that big comeback. Yeah, no, no doubt. I've known him for, for quite some time, and you know, the injury. He came to me and asked me a lot of questions when it originally happened. I remember, like, kind of like kind of schooling him a little bit and, on protocols and different things, what to do, but um. He's, he's he's gotten smarter. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. It's amazing. Some, some people, you know, they take their they take their shots and they gain a different level of consciousness. And you have to work so hard to to surpass it. Can you? A lot of us can. A lot of people can get past that even even further. Yeah. Well, I think all of us are definitely inspired by it. And congratulations to him and his beautiful family. They're they're on TV here quite a bit. And for all of us, that was a huge huge win for the country. But let's talk about this uh, big opponent hunt that we're going to talk to you about. Before we get to that, we got to get to this first. What's going on with you and Michael Bisping, man? Is he officially your new best friend? We see a lot of hangs on the socials. <laughs> I'm not about a lot of hangs, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, sometimes you got to let things go. And, uh, you know, he ain't all that bad of a cunt, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is like the feel-good story of uh, 2021, I feel like. You know, you, Michael Bisping, you know, from rivals to, like, close friends. There's so many questions, man. Prior to this bromance, let's call it that, how long had it been <laughs> since... I get it, hours. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Not quite bromance level yet. He's met Lucy, though. He's like, met Lucy, so that's a lot further than a lot of the other yeah. uh, 
friends? Uh, I think everybody in the world knows Lucy at this point. I, I tell you, <laughs> I walk in with her and the people like run to her and I'm like, who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> the zombies on the side of the ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How long had it been uh, since uh, you and all the, hot, all the hot in the restaurants really? Typically, <laughs> oh well, there you go, Lucy, the ultimate <laughs> magnet. How long had it been since you and uh, Bisping had actually spoken before you guys, you know, got talking? Uh, we 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 crossed paths here and there, you know. But we've always like DC's working with him, and Perillo's obviously, you know. I've I've always been around Perillo a lot lately, and the the relationships between DC and Perillo and them. So it's always been them both. Them both have been trying to like put it put it together. I know, and I think you know, be both. On the opposite ends, or like you know, he can't be all that bad if he's friends with my friends, kind of thing. I don't know. So it is what it is, and I ain't going out of my way to call call him up to go get lunch or nothing like that. But you know, if I see him in the gym, it's we see him in the gym. I feel like Jason Perillo would be a really good like marriage counselor, or like maybe we should get him out to the war zone because if he can get this done right, Luke, the man has some serious skills. Perillo, Perillo is one of a kind. One of a kind. I'm not. I'm not gonna, you know, ask results here. But how did you guys actually? How, how did the subject get broached about? Hey, let's have a bit of a sparring session. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't much of a sparring session. We were just. We're gonna. <laughs> we we interacted. So it was just for the cameras to fool us. We interacted. He 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 did jump in. I was I was beating up some kid on the ground. He's like, "Come on, Luke. Let's fucking go. Let's roll." <laughs> Jumped, he jumped on. I was like, all right, you, you want to play with fire? Let's go, boy. <laughs> what was it like after all these years, you know, like obviously you know, the rivalries, you guys have fought twice. What was it like to finally, you know, get get your hands on another man uh, for a long time? Maybe that question was worded funny, but you know you know what I mean. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I just, uh, I don't really care at this point. That's not my focus. I've lost, I've lost that, uh, that urge in that one, you mm. know, I feel for the guy's let them live with one good eye and live live well. Dude, I reckon it's a bit of a, like a Rocky Apollo Creed situation where you're not really letting on too much, but one day there'll be some kind of footage that comes out and we'll see what really went down. But I was going to say, I know that Michael uh, has said he, he'd be happy to grab a beer with you. Have you guys actually grabbed a beer together? Has it gotten that far yet? Or is that sort of the next step, step in the relationship, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on. Are we talking about real fights here or what? All right. We're talking, right. We're talking about the secrets. We want the secrets. <laughs> all right. There's a table booked at Attica for you and Bisping. It's it's there whenever you need it. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Know when the country opens back up in like five years. Yeah, pretty much. So, okay. When we're, when we're talking about real fights and your return, what's going on, man? Because it seems like you've had a tough time finding an opponent. Yeah, I think I think Dana's trying to make it harder than it has to be. Really, obviously, just because of my my outspokenness and, uh, and different things. But um, this uh, this kid Sean has been has been offered. So I mean, he's he's trying. They're trying to do something. I, I haven't I haven't heard any dates or anything like that. But you know, there's the that is something they're interested in. And I'm I'm yeah, let's do it. I mean, he's not he's not the most. He, he he took a ranking. He did his he did his thing, but you know, doesn't doesn't help himself in any way, shape, or form with his style and his, his performance on mics. You mean the the cookie meth in a trailer thing? <laughs> you weren't a fan of that, Luke. Hey, like that guy just really say that, and then like 
my manager told me like that's his thing. He says it every time. I'm like, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> what? Just out of curiosity, when was it offered to uh, to you? When did you find out? Um, because it feels like there's just been um, tumbleweeds for so long in trying to get you an opponent. So when did they offer you Sean? They offered me Sean actually a while, a while back. A while back, and I was just I wasn't interested because he was fucking nobody. It wasn't the fight I wanted. It d- didn't make any sense. No one knew of him, and I didn't give two fucks about him. And you know now they're now it's like Dana's trying to piss me off with it. And now you know he's obviously went out there. He beat Uriah Hall. He looked looked decent. And uh, he took a ranking, so there's something to work with, I guess, now. And uh, and everybody else, everybody else is really, they offered to Uriah. Uriah chose Strickland instead of me. Um, they offered uh, the, the Chamaya fight. Obviously, that didn't come to be. I, I like that, too. That was exciting. That kind of got me up. I don't know. This is what we have, and there's a few other fights I just kind of dicked around with. So this is this is seemingly going to happen we just got to get a good fight date and something that's fucking sexy and timely <laughs> i know you mentioned that like dana hasn't really been willing to sort of get this process sped up um you, you feel like you weren't you haven't really been offered i know like when we first started speaking to you we were so excited about the big return we still are and we were just expecting a big matchup straight away are you a little I, bit surprised that how, how it kind of came together and how it's been played out i mean you've been on here ready to go for ages now, and we're still I, at this point. I want to. I want to fight. That's like, that's like intriguing. You know, I've I've done my thing. I've been I've been champion two different divisions. I've taken my time away. I've been through lots of surgeries, and it's like, you know, I want something that was gonna get me fucking fired up, and and it just keeps falling through. And like they're like Sean Strickland. I'm like, who the fuck is Sean Strickland? What the fuck are you talking about? So that's gonna make me want to come back. You know, and and so I just I was like, you better give me something better than that, and. Nothing came to be, and month after month, it's just like fucking. They 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 gave me a couple options, and then those two options fell through. And being a bitch about every other option, so here we go. This is it. Fuck it. I don't care. The kid did his thing. He fucking got something of a name, I guess. You know, got a little momentum. I'm gonna fucking take it. When you say like Dane is trying to piss you off, what do you mean by that? As in like giving you matchups that you don't like, or oh, just he goes out. He goes out and says he offered strong Sean Strickland. After there wasn't really much of a, an offer, and not, there wasn't like a fight date, it wasn't like a formal offer. He just wants to go put it out there, like to, to put pressure. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> what would your reaction be if Sean Strickland didn't accept this fight? <laughs> <laughs> what would Dana White's reaction be? That's the question. <laughs> Do you think it's likely? He seems like a pretty kind of easygoing yeah. guy. He's kind oh, of. Yeah. He'll do whatever they tell him to do. He wants to fight for the UFC and only the UFC. I know. I know this kid works. I mean, he's just had that fight, but what kind of time frame are you looking at? Is it a situation like did they give you a specific month or something that they're looking at? Because he just fought, but he seems like the kind of guy that would love to just get right back in there. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I'm I'm older and and I need time to 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 put everything aside and and my life and and just go full full force. To give it my best opportunity to get in there, so I mean, October, November is probably probably the most likely story here at this point. Um, I know they got Madison Square Garden, but sounds like a lot of things are getting mixed back up, and and uh, you know might might pull back. You know, fighting in front of a crowd was a big thing for me, and I wanted to get back into a stadium and, and make it feel right. Going back into the Apex just doesn't sound fucking cool. 
Mm. Doesn't sound doesn't sound doesn't sound like a good return. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. I haven't got a fight date. How how have I? Uh, <laughs> you offer me an opponent, you got to give me a fight date. <laughs> Could you imagine if you lucked out and you got MSG in your return? Jesus, holy crap! Holy Santa Claus shit! That'd be crazy. What what did you think of Sean's fight though against Uriah Hall? When when you watched it, what you make of the performance? Uh I you know. What I thought, kind of. I've seen Sean in the gym. He's come through Ruka a couple times, so I've seen him in there, and and uh, he's got a very annoying style. And if you let him get there, you know he can get there. And he's just kind of he's like average. He's average all around, but he's confident, and he's just gonna he's gonna freaking has got a very weird little awkward style. He comes forward, and he can be effective. And Uriah Hall just had showed no showed no balls and, and didn't execute. Didn't throw any kicks really. Just stood there. <laughs> they gave him every opportunity to win that fight, and he did. I kind of joke that Strickland looks like Bisping at 205 back in the day before his move to have <laughs> with the shaved head and just kind of the, the look. Um, and he sounds a little bit like Stipe, but then the, the personality is just something else. With his style, though, how do you think how do you think you match up with him? As far as a challenge, I know you've been looking for something exciting. Um, how, do you, how do you feel like you match up with Sean and his style? I feel like I match up fine. I feel like I, have, I bring a lot of things that he'll... I, I know his style. I see his style, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna train hard. I'm gonna fucking put that style away. That's what I do. And by the way, man, it's not like you're sitting there like uh, Ben Stiller at the end of Dodgeball, just going, you know, effing effing <laughs> <laughs> UFC. I mean, you're in shape, and if anyone goes on your Instagram, you look like you could get in there tomorrow. I'm curious though, man. Like he mentioned before, that you wanted an opponent that got you excited. You didn't get that. But are you, is the fact that you haven't been able to get that opponent and the UFC hasn't really been offering you those fights and kind of maybe don't think that you deserve those fights, does that kind of motivate you to go out there and make a real statement against someone like Sean Strickland? And is that the motivator now? Of course. Of course, all that, all that builds to it, you know, and all this frustration. And so that's, it's mm. mounting, and, you know, you got to give me a, give me a, I didn't get exactly. It's maybe not the fight I exactly wanted, but you know, you give me the right card. You gotta. It's, there's still things that gotta have to be worked out. Have to be ironed out. You know, it's not. It's not a done deal. So put me on MSG. Put me on something big. Put me on something fun. Put me on something that makes me get up for it. You know, because I'm not coming back for that reason. I feel like it's like you know the meme from Titanic. 93 years from now, Luke Rockhold is. 105 years old and we're just getting to his fight. <laughs> I feel like it's been the same interview for a while. So I can imagine how frustrating it is for you. Can you imagine a time, can you remember a time in your career where you've been this frustrated? Is this like, does this stop it? Uh, I don't know. I, I'd be more frustrated if I was Francis Nagano and just getting completely fucked right now. Mm, with no lube. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no that's a tough situation. Um, this out of curiosity. Yeah, that's frustration. That's true frustration and not right. Nothing is right about that. Well, we're talking to Brian. Guys, Sorry, nothing. That, I'm going to flip that on that side and then we'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it's, it's easy to be positive in your situation when you look at that. Just so, just going back to Sean real quick. You mentioned you've seen him at Rooker. Did you guys ever train together? Did you guys ever spar together? We trained a little bit together. Not much. How much does that sort of give you as far as like intel and, you know, knowing what you're coming up against? I mean, he, he thinks he knows and I know what I know. So, well, 
I feel like you're just holding out for the big autobiography that's going to drop. That's going to have <laughs> it's going to have the memoir, the Luke Rockhold memoir. Get, it's going to have all the women. Yeah. It's going to have the Lucy Diaries, and then it, of course it's going to have the Michael Bisping, Luke Rockhold, what really happened in the matchup, and everything else in between. And I can't wait to read it, man. I'm um, not going to lie. That's not that's not the case. You know, let's get let's get a good fight card. Let's get let's get a, a venue, a nice venue, and a nice date. And then we can build this thing up. Then we can get to where we want to be. But, you know, nothing's happened yet. Nothing's – there's no point. Okay. Yeah. Got to ask you, though, man. It seems like you've got a new coach, uh, you know, Habib Nurmagomedov. What's that been like, man? Habib's always been my boy. You know, I've been – I've coached him and he's coached me. And we've been we've been together in this thing for a long time. So it's uh, – you know, it's good to have – good to have him around at the gym. I, I got to go up there and visit the guys and get some wrestling in and some hard-nosed <laughs> – Hard nose grinding, so uh, it's good. It's good to have him back, back in the back in the saddle. And he's he's definitely hungry to coach. You know, he likes he likes the avenue of just pushing, and he likes to sit back and not have to do all the hard work and just get to <laughs> get to get to push, push, <laughs> pushing point. Don't we all love that? Come on, oh, yeah. DC. Them and DC both enjoying their retirements very much, very much so. <laughs> then they come and then they come jump in when you get tired and they try to beat you up. It's perfect. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like now that he's sort of retired from fighting and can focus on coaching, it's a different sort of coach Khabib to what you used to do with him back in the day when you guys used to coach each other? Um, say what one more time? Now that he can kind of focus on the coaching aspect compared to back in the day when you guys used to kind of coach each other when he was still an active fighter. Do you feel like he's more passionate and kind of at a different level now as a coach compared to before? Oh yeah. I mean, anytime you can, you can switch the focus from yourself to, to everybody else, you know, you have a different little different mentality, you know, and you're, you're more, you know, things are ingrained more to, to help and just start finding those patterns and figuring things out and just better direction, you know? So, a little different it's a shift for sure what's he actually like as a coach like um i wonder how he compares to say like a javier mendez i mean it's completely different yeah he's very calculated you know he's very like you know reserved and he's it's more about you know the work ethic and and just the grind and everything like that you know javier javier is more of the, the striking aspect of things and and Khabib wants to push you to your bitter end, to your death. So he's more like, I guess, a coach in the sense of like, he's not necessarily going to teach all these new techniques. It's more just, you know, putting you through death so that you're ready for the fight, essentially. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's, there's technique to be, to be gained and learned for sure. But um, I think, I think a lot of it, you know, is just teaching people how to find, find their fucking balls, you know, find their heart and, that, and then, and then impress people and encourage people to go, go deeper and further and finding that fight, you know, getting out of that, getting out of your, your comfort zone. And then you need somebody that's, a, that's inspiring that can push you through that stuff. That's what, that's what makes, that's what makes champions. Mm. Well, well, I think, yeah, if there's a guy to sort of help with that, Habib's definitely the one. Uh, what's your corner going to look like? I know we don't have a fight date or anything, but what's the corner going to look like? And would he be in your corner potentially? Ooh, hell no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, until I have a date, you know, a date, a place, a venue, all these things that that all, that all you know, who the hell knows <laughs> where, where certain people are going to be in the world, where I'm going to be. 
yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows these things? Nobody knows where anybody's going to be. Um, but wherever you are, wherever you're going to be, make sure you are there with smooth balls. That's the most important thing. And the best way to do it is with the leaders in grooming and male peak performance. And that is Manscaped's Lawn Mower 4.0. The brand new baby is out. It's waterproof. More guards than you can shake a stick at. The ceramic blade. It's the skin safe technology. It won't cut your boys. Uh, it's got the uh, Travelock so it doesn't go off in your bag on a, on a flight to Antarctica and waste half the battery. Uh, it also comes, if you get the performance package 4.0, you get the weed whacker, which is fantastic. I've always wanted a nose hair trimmer my whole life to uh, you know take care of this forest that's growing in here. And then the ear hair that has been coming up over the last few years, where the fuck did that come from? But the weed Ugh. whacker takes care of everything. Those hairs don't stand a chance. And then you also get the crop preserver ball deodorant for when you leave the house or you do your morning routine. The crop reviver toner, which just kind of, you know, wakes everything up down there like a mid-game check. And then you've got the performance box of briefs. So you've got some fresh undies to be wearing on your hot date or, I don't know, 12 hours of Call of Duty, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just make sure you groom, make sure the beans are smooth and make sure you use the code submission to get your 20% off. Who doesn't like saving money? Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, Cass. Be at the top of your game with Manscaped. And speaking about being at the top of your game, what about making some serious money and being at the top of your game when it comes to your bank account with MyBookie? You guys can take advantage of up to $1,000 bonus on your first deposit with the promo code submission. So many crazy fights happen at UFC 265. Don't miss out on the great prop bets. What about the Olympics? Are you guys going to make some money when that gold medal comes around? Only one place to go, and that is MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie and that promo code submission. And Cass, while people are looking for places to make money on UFC 265 and places to go to do that, what about a place to go to actually watch the fights? UFC 265, it's so hard to find a pub that is showing the fights, Cass. And with Matchpoint, that is now made easy. You guys can find a pub near you that's definitely going to be showing the fight and not some replay of uh, a pivoting contest from I know the 1800s get some HD clearance on that fight night and make sure that the big screen is showing the fights that you want to watch right now it is difficult to find the place to go to cast and match pint is the place that gets you there. Yeah, that's right. It's never been easier. Thanks to match pint. You basically pick your teams. So in this case, MMA, you say, all right, I want to watch MMA. It even has the, the event for you. UFC 265 Lewis versus guy and you click it. And then straight away, it takes you to a, a list of all the pubs near you, right? You can go pubs, you know, further away from you if you want. For example, I live in the middle of nowhere, but I want to be a little bit closer to Dennis, closer to the city. So you got all your pubs, you go in there, it shows the pub ratings, it shows what the pubs do well, what they don't do well, it shows what deals they have, it shows how many screens they have, it shows how many, uh, it shows whether there's volume there. You know, sometimes you go to a pub and they're watching, uh, they're showing a sport or a fight, but there's no actual volume, you don't get the commentary, and nobody wants that. So you can find that out beforehand, you can find out what kind of, um, food deals they've got, everything. You know, in the future, there'll be fixtures. Match Pint, make it easy so you never have to pirate a UFC pay-per-view again. You can enjoy UFC 265 this weekend, wherever you want, thanks to Match Pint. Oh, click the link below. We've already made it easy for you. Click the link. It'll take you straight to UFC 265 so you can uh, call the bros, call the homies, and make the plans at your nearest pub. Thanks to Match Pint. Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, man. Uh, but Luke, um, I am curious though, right now, obviously, it, hopefully Sean is the first step towards your next title run. And I'm wondering, who do you think will be champion by the time you make it to the title? Because I know Robert Whitaker's rematching Israel Adesanya next. And it's one of those rematches where 
it's it's down the track where Rob's been able to sort of evolve a little bit as a fighter. He's in a different mental headspace. We know Israel obviously experienced that battle with Jan. He was able to put in a great performance with Marvin Vittori. Who do you think will be champion by the time you sort of make it back to the title shot? It's got to be one of those two. You know, it's hard to go against Israel right now. Whitaker could land a shot for sure. But Israel's so flimsy and he bends and flexes and he takes the shot and he comes back, you know, off of awkward angles. And it's a tough fight for Robert, you know, unless he like really elevates and starts to look for takedowns and, and, and changes his angles. But when he, when he leaps in like that, like Israel's so good at just defying the odds of striking and, and getting getting back and out of position and then but still being in position, you know, while he's out of position and landing shots. Mm. What did you think about uh, the Vittori win? Putting another dominant performance against him, second time. It was. I thought it was. I mean, he did what he had to do. I don't. I don't think that much of Vittori. What about the yarn fight? I guess if anybody was gonna. Vittori, like Vittori is such a robot. It's pretty easy to understand and see. I don't think there's much to offer in that respect on the feet. I don't think it's didn't, didn't do great. I still haven't watched a yarn fight. Still haven't watched the, watched the yarn. Really? Fight. Why is that? That's his. That's his first loss. I thought you'd be pretty keen on watching that one. I will when I get there, sure. It's definitely a fascinating situation. Do you think that with the evolution that Israel has had, it's sort of a different area where people need to look at to beat him? Or do you think it's a sim similar situation where you really have to mix it up against him and, and bring a very uh, overall game and game plan to sort of be able to edge him out and possibly get some momentum in a fight against him? Yeah, I think anybody who's been been champion for as long as he has, there's there's a reason he doesn't. There's not like one direct avenue to beat him. You know, you have to you have to have every aspect of the game, and you have to be able to fucking press and and press further than than he'll go, ever go. You know, than than anyone will love, will go. You know, in this in that space. So Israel is, you know, I think I think I think there's a lot of avenues, of course. You know, obviously the ground with me, it's different, but um, you can't just force the issue there. You have to let it come, and you know, if you lose one, you got to get back to the next. And there's there's other avenues to get inside on him and different things. And you know, I think I think the outside being able to attack and fight with him from the outside and use my length and just the, the tricks and the things that I have, I think are, are going to be assets. Do you feel like you make a sort of attractive option for him, you know, down the line, just because obviously you being a former champion, you know, a big name and Israel seems like he's looking for, for those big fights. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I want to get too into it right now. You know, it's a long ways away. Israel's doing his thing and I like the guy. He's tough dude, tough, tough dude. So, um, I got, I got, a, I got one or two ahead of me. So first things first, let's get a fucking fight date. <laughs> Well, I gotta ask. The, I gotta ask this one really quickly because it was his. Uh, it was his birthday the other day. Israel put out uh, a tweet. He said, "PSA, middleweights, you're fucked." Another metamorphosis happened on my 32nd trip around the sun. Bottom line, it has come to my attention that I'm gonna need to apply pressure on everything. But yeah, all you cunts at 185, get better or get better excuses. Have a good day. You're in the division. How do you take that? Although I feel like I know because you just said you like the guy and you respect the guy. Well said, cunt. Well said, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That, that's the, that's the perfect response there. You know, you know the man. He's got hopefully a fight around the corner. Follow 
Instagram at Luke Rockhold for all of his adventures around the world. If you're stuck in lockdown, go on his Instagram and live vicariously through the 007 of the MMA world and check out some cute pics of Lucy, Luke Rockhold. Thank you so much, man. And uh, thanks for joining us. Dude, we can't wait to hopefully see this John Strickland fight, hopefully in front of a crowd and the, and the big return. It's, it's been overdue and fans just, they're counting down the days, man. We just need to find, find out a date. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Cheers, cunts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>